Chris. We did it. We've tackled month one, and we were victors. We came out winners. Look at us, boys. As we enter month two, as I'm recording today, today is one day before an anniversary of a day that changed the world in my eyes from innocence as a kid to something bigger and crazier is out there. So, September 10th today, and if you're my age or older, obviously you know what tomorrow is. It's been 17 years. And that's crazy to think, because I remember it like it was yesterday. It was definitely one of like the top 10 craziest days of my entire life. I was going to, let's see, in 2001, I was nine years old so what is that like second third grade tenth grade who knows i was young nine years old and with it being september it means obviously it was a pretty new school year for the most part so you're just getting used to your new teacher your new class and i went to a school where it was kindergarten through sixth grade it was just like one long school. Um, so, I mean, there was classes on the left and right, but I mean, you could you could stand on one end of the school and see all the way down at the other end. No twisties, turnies, just one long school. And in the middle of the school is where you enter. So younger kids went to the left and older kids went to the right. So I was on the I was on the left, being as I was one of the younger kids, and that'll be important later for sure to kind of visualize what this school is like. So, um, at the beginning of the day, I was hanging out with my buddy at the time in the younger years, Luke Tyler. Andy, we were all grade school friends before I moved, and we loved the tetherball. Uh, the big pole with a ball on a string, fucking whack around and around, try not to break each other's noses with, which I'm pretty sure we did break someone's nose one year with that. So, we're playing tetherball in the morning, just having a normal day. Just any other day at school, kind of enjoying being here right now because I'm with my buddies and we're we're having some fun outside and we go inside and you know we start we're, we're learning for like just a quick second and then it was already on the news that the the plane had hit the north tower and I had in my little notes here. Okay, I was trying to trying to find what floors they hit. So, Mohammed Atta and the other hijackers aboard American Airlines Flight 11 
crashed the plane into floors 93 through 99 of the North Tower, the World Trade Center, killing everyone on board and hundreds inside the building. I could only imagine the scene being there in New York at the time. I mean, even at this age, for sure. But as a kid, I definitely couldn't even imagine it. And so that happened at 8.46 in the morning. So it was pretty early into my day. My teachers put it, put it on the class TV. We're kind of watching it, taking it all in. And that's a crazy thing for a nine-year-old to see a plane crash into a building like that. Um, it was kind of wild until the second one hit and then it wasn't so wild anymore uh i you could definitely like see the panic in the teacher's face as a nine-year-old you're basing your emotions upon the scene around you and the scene around us screamed panic uh teacher wasn't doing the best job to uh not freak the fuck out of nine-year-olds so at 9.03 in the morning Hijackers crash United Airlines Flight 175 into floors 75 through 85 of the South Tower, killing everyone on board and inside those buildings and those floors. Um, I remember when I was see- seeing that, it was, it was like I was in a dream that I wanted to wake up from. It was not something I wanted to keep watching them show over and over and over again. And so then the buildings fell. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And they kept showing this in the class. And, you know, we're kind of trying to go throughout our normal day and pretend like this isn't happening, yet they keep the TV on the entire time. So while this nightmare of a situation is going on in New York, in Illinois, they're trying to pretend like, no, that's not really happening. But while showing it, still showing it to you, like you're just supposed to keep going on with your day, like everything, like that's not going on right now. Well, that quickly changed when the teacher told everyone to get up and get into a line, a single file line, but quickly. And I didn't know what was going on then. Uh, this whole time, and I'll kind of, I'll fill you in on what was going on, but, um, keep in mind this whole time, none of those kids at this point knew truly what was going on. They were kind of keeping this hidden from us. So basically what had happened is this guy had called in a bomb threat to our specific school. And this, I, I believe this was like 10 30, 11 in the morning. And... So all the kids are in a single file line and we're kind of exiting our left side of the building, walking towards the center, which on both sides, you could either, you either got the entrance coming in on the right or on the left side. Like I said, there was, it's all a straight fucking building, but on the left side are classrooms or whatever. And the right side are classrooms or the exit slash entrance. So we're going to try to get to the cafeteria, which is right across from the entrance, so we could get 
back out to the playground area and get as like as far out there as we can just in case this threat was legit so we're about halfway down the school building getting ready to be about at that middle point and um I remember seeing this crazy guy walk in and there was something strapped around him and he was holding something and I remember the teacher immediately sent yelling for us to run that way run like turn around run run that way in single file line but hurry move quickly um don't look back just keep go uh moving forward and it was this this hurry to get the fuck out of the building and then um they were trying to hide us into this shed that we had out there and uh telling a kid to stay calm at that point no 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 I saw what was on TV and what was that guy doing that was coming into that building coming into this school and why did you tell us to run like all these questions are going through are going through my mind and I'm freaking the fuck out and um yeah later found uh that same guy who had called in the threat had come in with a fake bomb strapped to his chest and he had a fake gun dude just went fucking crazy after hearing the news um so, I mean, everybody ended up being all right, but the scene and how long everything kind of felt, it felt like we were there for a whole week. Like, it felt like time had just stopped. You're wondering just what is going on and what's going to happen next. Because when you're living the moment, we know everything that happened on 9-11 now, but living the moment, you didn't know what was coming next. I mean, so much more could have happened. So much more was supposed to happen. I mean, uh, United 93, um, those passengers, when they found out what was going on, they took, they took that plane and crashed it into a field. Instead of, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to go to the White House, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so it's, at that time as a kid, you're, you're like wondering where the fuck is this going next and so when I get home that's all my parents are playing is the news and they're showing it over and over again they fucking showed people jumping out of the building <laughs> I feel like I was at the craziest age where I was I was aware of things around me and now I'm aware of I I see this what's on TV and I have a wild imagination of um, where is this going? What is coming next? And are we even safe? And um, my mom just told me to go up to my room and do my homework. Like, are you even focused at that point? But I'd much rather be up there than to watch those towers drop over and over and over again, watching people jump from buildings all this crazy shit that they were so okay with showing on TV. Well, I mean, I get why they show it on TV, but as a nine-year-old, you don't want to see that shit. And so I'm in my room and I just have a lamp on and I'm doing math homework. I keep hearing these noises outside. I think it's just cars driving by, but I imagine that they're planes and I'm wondering if they're, if they're gonna target 
my house, why the fuck would they target my house? Who knows me and why are they coming after me? But, I mean, I stopped watching the news. Who knows how many planes have gone to where? I didn't know what the fuck was coming next. It was a scary, scary day for me, for sure. Um, such a wild age to experience such a crazy moment in time. Um, but almost like a time that, as weird as it is to say, like, does this country need something to that extent to happen again? Like, you never would want that to happen, but this country has changed so much from 2001 when people, like, as soon as this happened, people came together and like, they helped each other out. It didn't matter the color of your skin or who you were. You, We were all going through this together. And people were risking their lives to save other people. And now people are going in and shooting up schools and shooting up concerts. And just this world has gone fucking crazy. And it's not even a politics thing. Like... I'm not gonna sit here and talk about the president, talk about the guns or anything like that. I'm just saying this world has gone fucking mad. And there's, there's gotta be something to change it. It feels like we're living little 9-11s over and over and over again, little small versions of them. And you wonder when the next big one is coming. The next, the next big thing where you actually can compare it to a scale of 9-11, which, We've had moments in time since then that were crazy, but not to the scale of that day. And you wonder, are we building up to something crazy again? Like, you're afraid to check the news nowadays because so much crazy is going on all the time. And there, I work in an industry where I see the true colors of some people because we talk for hours at a time as I'm doing computer work for them, selling them a phone. We get to know, I get to know some of these people and some of these people, their true colors are pretty disgusting to be honest. Like, people really, people really feel that way, they think that way. Like, like so what, um, someone kneeled down because maybe their race is not necessarily treated the best way and so I have a football game on and you've got to go all race kamikaze on me like dude those are human fucking beings you need to open your goddamn eyes that if you were the same fucking color maybe you would feel a little differently about it like I don't think people stop to think about that shit anymore they're all focused on their thoughts and their beliefs and it's never going to change. And something needs to change. And someone needs to change it. Who is that person? I don't know. But we need another Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, anyone of that nature. Like... Fucking even another, like, maybe if something big like a 9-11 happened again, like, 
That's fucked up to say, but maybe people would just change a little bit and like realize that on that day on 9-11, none of that shit really mattered. I know that looking, remembering back on it, like I remember people being that disgusting. But it seems that way now on a lot of spectrums. And I mean, I don't want to see another fucking shit. I don't want to see a goddamn civil war. Could, could you imagine fucking living through a electronic aged version, super way more high tech and advanced than the last civil war? Imagine what a civil war could be like today. Fuck. That fucking feels like where it's going. Fucking feels like it's just gonna be everyone. Like, the third war is coming. Obviously, 9-11 brought a whole bunch of wars, whether they were considered necessary or unnecessary, who they were for, who they weren't for. Somebody somewhere has got to get their shit together. Alright. I know I wasn't going to get political, but I did go on a little fucking rant. My bad. I babbled on a little bit. Whoopsie. How about, uh, how about we change things up a little bit? A little bit in the show. Scott and I are going to do a new segment that he came up with. We've got Match Up with Moon coming up. Not Match Up with Moon. <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's kind of where we got the idea from. It's Match Up with Scott. Yeah, that's better. Match Up with Scott. As of right now, it is one win Scott, one win other bad boy, Chris. Who's going to win? Who's going to win today? We're going to close out the show with that. And then in between all of that, you'll have Chris and I babbling on about a little bit about 9-11 when him and I talked about it the other day. Um, you hear a little bit and segments of me and him talking about him as a pilot and how things have changed, obviously, dramatically in the airline since then. He, his dad was a pilot during 9-11, so he got to experience it all in that aspect. And so we'll come back and brighten things up a little bit with a little bit of silliness. So here's a new segment that I'm wanting to put in here. Alright, so the name of the segment is going to be Bad Libs. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Complete ripoff of an already existing thing. So how it looks is I'm going to send Jordan a list of, you know, shit that he needs to come up with that I'm going to plug into, uh, you know, on Mad Lib. Our first one's going to be a little stupid, well, crappy superhero origin story type thing. But then as we go on and on, I'm going to create them myself instead of ripping them off from the internet. And we'll see where they go. Um, we might stick with some characters, maybe, and have stupid ass stories that happen to them all the time. I don't know, I haven't quite decided on that yet. But, here you go. This is our new segment called Bad Libs. 
so clearly Jordan doesn't understand the concept of a silly name. Um, but we're going to go with this anyway. Um, there's a couple things on here that would give us a good little chuckle, but in general, he needs to start working on what he considers a silly name. If I say silly name, come up with something silly, damn it. All right, so meet our hero, Peter, a super intelligent janitor to porn sets. A run-in with the Australian military leads him to create his alter ego, Rod. A magenta, slippery giant capable of great destruction. He meekly battles the military with his girlfriend, Bertha. Eventually, it is discovered that our hero's longtime colleague, Jimmy, distinguished by his porn stash, is trying to turn Rod into a weapon, leading to a climactic, if pointless, battle in downtown Intercourse, Pennsylvania, with an evil version of the same alter ego called Johnson. Eventually, the enemy is subdued by poking him with a dingleberry. In the final reel, Nicolas Cage appears to propose joining him in a blood rage. I don't know. It sounds like it could be a really, really bad B-grade super movie, superhero, I don't know, porno. But... Anywhere, there you are. That's our first bad lib ever. Um, Jordan, next time work on what you think is a silly name. All right, I'm out. Well, first of all, Scott, let me tell you one thing. I was at work at the time, and you send me this list of things that you want for your bad lib, but you're giving me like minutes to do it. So you want me to tell this poor old lady whose flip phone isn't working that you gotta fuck off for a second because my buddy only has a few minutes to record this two minute segment for bad libs. So you're saying my names weren't silly? Bitch, they were all penis names. That's fucking silly as shit. And they lived in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That was fucking hilarious. Jimmy, Rod, Peter, and Johnson. Those are all pee-pee names. That's fucking hilarious. There's a slippery in there. I give you a slippery. I give you porn stash. I give you plenty of fun to play with. I object, sir. I gave you good material. Next time, come up with a better story. But actually, for real, it was pretty funny. It actually had me chuckling. So, good job. And I gave you Dingleberry. Dingleberry, for fuck's sake. Hey folks, Scott here, and I am here with some news for Jordan. He's not the only one that gets to put people through the gauntlet and have them do stuff on his show. So, games and contests and trivia and what have you, and answering whatever questions he wants to fucking ask. It's not just all about that. Yeah, he leads the podcast for the most part, but... We get to throw some punches in there, too. So, in this quick little segment, I'm calling him out. So, Jordan, what I am requiring you to do on this next little segment, since you keep trying to do funny little voices and 
try to do impersonations or whatever the fuck it is, whenever your voice changes from normal to something else, you get to start doing some some fun stuff. <laughs> um, so I think today we will start with I think that you should do the speech from Lord of the Rings where Samwise Gamgee is telling Frodo uh, that he's not going to leave him. I'm pretty sure it's in the two towers. Um, You can look it up if you need to. Um, You probably should. But not just do that speech, but I think you need to do that speech as Arnold Schwarzenegger saying the speech to Frodo Baggins. Um, that is my desire, and I think that you need to follow through on it, sir, because, come on, it'd just be fucking hilarious to hear you try to do Arnold and try to get through a speech without fucking it up. So, um, I don't know. All I think I should have in reply to this is fucking challenge accepted. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. What a fucking ridiculous request. I knew something was coming. He sent me a text, Scott did, earlier in the day, said he had something coming my way, but he was going to record it and not tell me exactly what it was, so I didn't really have anything to prepare for. But I knew whatever it was, I was going to have to reply right away. So here we go. No preparation at all. I'm just going to do this off the spot. God damn you, Scott. Fuck me. Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger? You couldn't choose anybody else? This you Do you know how long this fucking speech is? No fucking way am I going to get an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression down doing this speech. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you, Scott, for your entertainment and pleasure. So we'll start with Frodo. He says, I can't do this, Sam. And so Sam, as Arnold Schwarzenegger, replying, Ah, yeah, no, it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. Yeah. It's like the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they are. They were. Fuck. God damn it. It's not Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. Oh, I don't do Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is rough. God damn. And sometimes... You didn't know. You didn't want to know the end. Yeah. Because you could. Because how could the end be happy? Yeah. How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad has happened? Yeah. So much bad. But in the end, it's only a passing thing. The shadow. Yeah, the shadow. The shadow is passing. Even darkness must pass. Yeah. A new day will come. 
And when the sun will, and when the sun shines, it shines out the clear. Yeah, yeah, it shines. Those were the stories that stayed with you. Yeah, that's that's the best Arnold I have. Is just yeah, yeah. That meant something. Yeah, dude, it meant something. Even if you're too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. He understands. Sam, Sam, I am Sam. Sam Schwarzenegger, I understand. Yes. I know now. Folk in those stories has lots of chances of turning back. Only they didn't. No, no, they didn't. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? And Sam is my horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger again, he says. That there's some good in the world, Mr. Frodo. And it's worth fighting for. I feel like my Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a horrible mixture of semi-Arnold Schwarzenegger and like the weird uh, Kermit the Frog at the same time. There you go, Mr. Scott. There you go, Mr. Scott. I've done my horrible impression for you. For your entertainment. I just wanted to pump your amusement up. God damn you. So the next 15 minutes you're going to hear with Chris and I is actually him and I bullshitting at the end of doing the last matchup with Scott for the last episode and I had forgot to hit stop recording so it was just him and I bullshitting around and it kind of segues into him talking about his job as a pilot and different airplane facts so it was like 20 minutes of audio that I had so I thought I would put it in this since it is a 9-11 episode and then we kind of dive later into our 9-11 stories that him and I tell. this charity thing going on at at work and uh it's for i'm wearing a bracelet that says i'm going gold to support childhood cancer research and so um there's an option to like add a couple bucks to mm-hmm. people's bills whether they're paying a bill or buying a phone or anything in between yeah. i'm like do you want to add two bucks and give them this whole spiel when they say no, I make them feel like such pieces of shit. I know. <laughs> I know one of my good friends... It was uh, two bucks. One of my good friends' wife, her daughter, passed away of leukemia really young. So I'm kind of... I'm a 
I like to donate some money towards that. Yeah, we my, do like a fundraiser every year. My uncle has mines they seize. Mm-hmm. So, I. And he's it's just been, like a couple bucks, like. God damn. I it's for children. Like, how I the know. fuck? <laughs> Are you that much of a fucking tight one where you can't give a fucking extra couple dollars? And when, like, we're competitive at work, like, for sales and everything like that. So we've gotten competitive with this because it, like, it tells you, like, how much you've sold. So, mm-hmm. like, in a crazy way, like, because we're so competitive, like, I think our store could do more donations than any other store that's doing it. Oh, yeah. Because we always like to see our, our name at the top. And so, like, we're each trying to outdo each other. Or yeah. How many we could sell to it. I would think, like, a lot of people in Waterloo would be for, like, donating and stuff. Because there's, like, a lot of, you know, religious people and stuff here that are kind of... And it's, I mean, it's a... I mean, there's there are nice houses around here. Mm-hmm. People have money around here. They do. That's why it's kind of surprising that somebody wouldn't... Everybody's getting robbed now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't us. God damn it. Yeah. Fucking up. <laughs> first they think it was the robbery. Yeah. No, first it was the bomb, now the robbery. <laughs> they haven't even heard the bomb yet. They're going, what the fuck is the bomb? You'll yeah. hear later. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll hear later. <laughs> God damn it, we keep going in incep- weird inception orders. They're not going to know what the fuck. No. They're going to, no clue. It's going to be weird callback Easter eggs of like, us <laughs> <laughs> recording in weird orders. Yeah. Ah, he talked about that then. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, fuck these flies that have come in. motherfuckers. Yeah. There's, there's way too many in the kitchen. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's the fucking way that they do these doors. I gotta tape them up at the bottom and the sides. Look how much space is up top. Crickets come in. That's fucking gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta retape it up because fucking gnats and crickets are coming in. Do you have like a lease for this place or... Yeah, it's supposed to be up in, like, 30 days. So you're hoping to move out of there by by then, if you can? <sighs> Possibly. I mean, we found a place we like. My credit's shit, though, and I know when we go to the bank and ask for a loan, they're like, fuck! Not necessarily. Well, we need, like, $30,000. Is that so a they... lot to ask? I don't even know what to do, like... So, I've never fucking done this part before. It is just rented places. Yeah. I was going to say, could, is there any way you could rent something out there? Instead of buying it? I have no idea. Maybe. I don't even know how it works. Even if I get the lease, what are they going to give me? All cash like here? Because you're buying it from just some guy, right? Yeah. Is there a way you could do like a rent to own with them or something, maybe? Yeah, we could. We could try to figure something out. Like, I could. Definitely ask those questions. Getting like six, six, seven hundred bucks a month until you pay it off or until you can get a loan to pay the rest of it off or something. Not a bad idea. Yeah. It's just, you know, an option. But it says like if we get this loan, like our mortgage would be like, so we end up getting this loan, our payments each month would be like $153. Oh, they wouldn't be high at all. It would be so (laughs) tiny. Yeah. How much you pay with your cars? About nine hundred. About nine hundred a month. For all of them, or just one? No, all of them. 
My car's paid off. It was my <laughs> uncle paid it off before he gave it to me before you still he died. Have that, uh, town car or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still. I used to fucking hate it because I went from a Mustang to that, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've grown to appreciate it for sure. Yeah. It had 18,000 miles when I was given it. Uh-huh. Given it. Now it's got like 140,000. I put some miles on that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Since, and I got it like in 2012, 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. I drove some long distances with that. At my vet, I got it with 19,000 miles back in 2013, and I was only got like 55,000 on it. So, when you compare like your car and like, we got them uh, basically around the same time almost. How much? I bought it with 19,000 miles on it. I got it back in like 2013, and it's only got like 50 some thousand miles. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> we fly around a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Your sky miles are probably way more than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything you've done. Oh, Jesus Christ. Too many. <laughs> and I'm just getting started, basically. I mean, you gotta think, just like a... A trip down to Mexico is like... Fuck, almost 3,000 miles. I walk that every day. <laughs> so that's just one trip, you know? Uh, how long would it take to... Do three thousand miles. What, plane? Yeah. <laughs> yes. No walking. It's like in a car. Uh, <laughs> um, depends on the plane. Like on the seven twenty seven, to get from Detroit down to Mexico, it's about three and a half hours. So we cruise at about Mach point eight two. Which I don't know what that means. So you know, is that like one hundred and seven miles an hour or something like that? Uh, <laughs> no, the, our true airspeed is probably about. Uh, it depends on your winds and stuff too. So our, our true airspeed hovers around like 475 knots, which is about 530 miles an hour. So if you've got like a tailwind, a good tailwind, say you do 550 knots, so that's about 630 miles an hour, roundabouts. <coughs> so none of that makes sense. That's a lot of plane talk. <laughs> if you have really good tailwind, you can get up to like 650 knots on your ass, and that's what doing over 700 miles an hour and the speed of sound on the ground is like 725 750 miles an hour something like that so it's possible to do technically the speed of sound whenever you're flying up there but not actually doing the speed of sound because the speed of sound is whenever you're doing Mach so when I say we do Mach 0.82 so there's Mach 1 you know which is the speed of sound so we're doing 0.82 that that's pretty close to the speed of sound that's pretty fast yeah, the 7-2, man, it's it's a fast airplane. It's max speed up there. It's Mach 9-0, but we cruise at 8 just because it's better for fuel economy and stuff. You post, you post some pretty neat sky pictures, too. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me while I stop flying this plane. Let <laughs> me click this picture real quick. <laughs> no, that's the autopilot for the other guys flying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the views you get up there, I mean, riding on the side of a plane is one thing. You know, you got a little window to look out of, but, you know, being up front, you can fucking see all around you. It's pretty. It's a pretty awesome view. It's, it's a good office window. What the heck was it like when you did it for the very first time? Like my first ever flight. Yes. Like, By yourself. Oh, like not even. Okay, I, either one. By yourself for the first time you were ever trained to go up in the. Oh, uh, my first solo. 
or just my first time ever taking off and just being in a plane, like, up front? Well, at least the first time that you were flying, like, you had control. This is definitely, well, my first time I ever did that, I was with my dad when I was a kid. I was like... That doesn't count. I mean, like, <laughs> when you were doing it for real. Okay. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty cool feeling, you know? It's just a feeling of freedom, I guess you could say. Um... You've probably gotten so used to it now, it's like nothing yeah, to you. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> You're just flying a big-ass plane around, like, excuse me, yeah, coming through. Big old 200,000-pound fucking piece of aluminum. I'd imagine you'd have you'd have to, what, be aware of, you have something that tells you what else is in the sky? Yeah, that's uh, called TCAS, Traffic Collision Avoidance System. So these planes, they have, you know what a transponder is? So no. it's basically like a, a box on the airplane that sends out signals and uh, other planes like so if you have like a mode c transponder you can see other airplanes and like their relative altitude to where you are and their position on the screen so if you know you're crossing traffic you know on the little screen that we have there it'll say like uh plus two which means like two thousand feet above us mm. and it'll kind of show the direction he's going so mm. we know where they are but there are some it's airplanes, like a little gps kind of in a way <clears throat> there's some which airplanes. shows all the other yeah. Other cars. Yeah, and we have the... Uh, or planes. We have a TCAS RA, which is like a resolutionary, uh, resolution advisory, which is, uh, it'll tell us, like, if they, if they're coming, like, dead nuts on us, like, our, our system will tell us to climb, and, like, they communicate with each other, so it'll tell his plane to descend, so, like, they'll talk to each other and say, okay, we're gonna have me climb and him descend, and it'll tell us, like, a safe vertical speed to use, like, vertical speed is like a thousand feet per minute two thousand feet per minute and a fine so obviously you don't hit them hmm. yep what brought that about was a accident back in the 70s so two people went head on yeah it was a, a mexican airline a dc-9 it was out in california i think where there was this little plane putting around out there next to one of the big major airports and they didn't have to have transponders back then whenever you're that close to an airport so, you know, the DC-9, it's just putting around the airliner and then fucking smacks the tail of it. Like, like the, I think the wing, no, it was the wing that cut, it decapitated the other people. Like, it just oh my God. fucking caught the top, cut the top of their plane off. Fuck. And like, they lost. Could I you think, imagine being on the plane? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so it totally, it, I think... Maybe it was a tail. Yeah, it was a tail. So they were, they have like a, the tail of the airplane, you know, there's like the, the edges on the top, which is the horizontal stabilizer. Um, it's not like all like fancy pilot talk to you right now, but. Yeah, I don't know what but, any of this means. <laughs> but basically there's like a fin on top of the airplane. So it's like a little wing on top of the tail, so which that's where the elevator is and everything that makes the plane go up and down. Either way. So, you know, the plane was coming. It was like a little Cessna Piper or whatever it is. And like, it just clipped it chopped the top of that airplane off and they lost all control of the fucking pitch and everything so they just dove straight to the ground there's like 100 people on that plane something like that 90 i don't know but yeah they all died so they they uh they passed the regulation where every aircraft within i think it's 30 miles of a uh a big airspace like that they need to have the transponder where they can see where they're at and everything and air traffic control uses it too obviously to see where the fuck everybody is what about if you're flying solo? Do you see all that shit? How, how does that work when you're flying solo? Well, it depends. Like, I'm talking about, like, so, like 
Harrison Ford has a fucking... <laughs> that gets me another thing I, I was going to before is uh, there's some airplanes out there that don't have those transponders or anything like that on them. So if you're just putting around, say, you know, middle of nowhere, Belleville or something like that, you don't necessarily need to have one of those unless you're within 30 miles of the big airport, which maybe Belleville you need it. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you go right. further out east where there's nothing around, you don't you don't need anything like that. You can just do whatever you want. A lot of the regulations that have come about in aviation have been because of accidents. Usually something fucking happens and they're like, oh shit, we need to do something about that. So they'll make a rule or a change to the regulation to make it safer. And it has gotten a whole lot safer. I mean, especially in the States, like aviation accidents, I mean, there haven't really been any big ones at all here with like US Airlines in the past. Uh, I guess, well, there was that one up in Buffalo, New York. That kind of fucked. Buffalo, that was like, what, 20? Oh, I forgot what year it was, but those pilots were fucking retarded. And <laughs> Where, like, people have run into each other? No, they they uh, they stalled the airplane, and they just fucking crashed it. They had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> their schedules were just fucking stupid. So the, the co-pilot, she was commuting from... Seattle, Washington to the East Coast to like make this trip and she had to leave at like 2 o'clock in the morning or something to catch a ride on a FedEx plane that went to like Memphis and then Memphis to somewhere on the East Coast so she was already tired as fuck shouldn't have been flying and the captain was an idiot he failed like 4 or 5 check rides or something like that a bunch of trading events like shouldn't have been fucking flying at all so you put them two together you know and it was just a recipe for fucking disaster they got an icing and on the Dash 8 there's a setting you can put to make the airspeed stall buffet a little bit higher, so if, it, if you do have ice on the airplane, it'll give you an early warning whenever you're stalling, so you keep your speed higher. It's really hard to describe, but, uh, <laughs> but basically they got in a stall situation because of that, and they didn't recover properly, and they just fucking crashed it. Killed everybody. I'm sure you do quite an intense training. Oh, about all this shit. Yeah, it's the whole time in the simulator and everything, like your engines just fails every time. Like, I think there's only like three or four takeoffs you do in the sim where like everything works. Other than that, you get an engine failure on takeoff, and the 727's got three. It's probably engines. good. How many times do you think you've done one of those things where the. Like in the sim? Yeah. Oh, dude, all the time. <laughs> all the fucking time. That's all you do is you just practice for it. How young were you when you got one of those fake. Uh, really badass ones. You did used to have a simulator. Oh, the young. flight simulator, dude. I <laughs> I had like flight simulator ninety eight. That was like my first big one. So what was, was it like? I I could kind of picture it, but it was a long ass time ago. Yeah, I mean, I had like a lot of the realistic, you know, add-ons and shit like that stuff. I was. It helps you. I mean. Kind of teaches you the basics and everything, like how to read instruments and whatnot, and, and how. <laughs> I'm still watching the Cardinals game. <laughs> but, uh, it's not even the same episode. Like, what Cardinals game? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. either already known about it or already are yeah. going to find out about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it teaches you like a lot of the basics and everything like that. It doesn't really teach you how airplanes actually fly because I mean they fly completely different than they do like on the computer because obviously you get a lot of different sensations and stuff whenever you're in the real airplane 
So this was a good kind of intro into the next episode I was going to do anyway. It was airplane related. So um, I, I thought we were going to end on the tie-tie tiebreaker. It was going to be a long fucking episode. <laughs> it was going to be way fucking longer than yeah. I imagined it was going to be. Yeah. This is easily hour and a half, close to two hours at this point yeah. between how many times we did to the time. Right. Like how long the game took and then we talked after it mm -hmm. so this will be funny how long this episode is yeah between everything <laughs> i've done me and scott did and then you and i've done for it still haven't told the story yet either no that's for another episode <laughs> <laughs> they'll find out about that yeah. and i don't even think that's the next episode that'll be like the one after that <laughs> yeah well, further further episodes but i keep one. teasing this story that yeah. eventually he's gonna find out about um and now you're going to have to wait a couple weeks to find out about They Will. Because they're going to be like, what story? Yeah. You're not going to find out for a while. <laughs> but uh, it, it fucking was, it was crazy as shit, dude. It, I felt like, I no joke, thought for a moment in time during this crazy 12-hour fiasco of an adventure that we were going to die. We were surrounded by things that could have killed us. Things more than once tonight in this night, we could have easily died for sure. It's fucking crazy, and nobody's gonna find out just yet. They're gonna have to wait a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eventually tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we actually take three that? We went to go take two, and it was like, nope, 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 not gonna happen. So we fucked take one up, then we screwed take two up again. Yeah. That was an instant fuck up. Instant. So we talked, we did that, that game last episode matchup with Scott and then we started talking about planes and you had already looked at your phone to reveal that next week is what? September 11th. What is that day? What happened on that day, sir? I know, just a couple who eyes and some planes decided to slap it in the side of a couple of our buildings in the Pentagon. It's kind of a dick move, honestly. Sure. Um, so, what what do you think you would do if you were in a situation like that? Like, if someone took over your flight like that, like somehow someone snuck in and managed off, to get back there. I'd be pretty impressed. <laughs> Considering what kind of what <laughs> <laughs> kind of doors are on these airplanes now, I'd be like, oh fuck, how did? Uh, How'd this guy get in here? <laughs> <laughs> and then second off, I'd probably get the crash axe and take it to his face. Because we've got axes in the cockpit that are used to kind of cut out the side of the airplane in case we, you know, crash right. or something. So it's called the crash axe. No way. Yeah. That's interesting. Man. That's where I put my little sound on neat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty neat. It's awesome. <laughs> airplane stuff. Yeah, so yeah, we've got axes in the cockpit for that. For, to, it's not meant for killing people, but if you need it, you know, you got Strongly it. Strongly injure someone. Pretty much anything you can grab in there, like a flashlight, axe, any of your bag laying around, just use anything you have as a weapon to kind of subdue the guy. So, we were talking in the first take about I sell people phones who aren't are too young to remember that day, mm -hmm. but we were definitely an age at a 
whopping old 26 on our way to 30s. Yeah. Um, we definitely remember those days. Crazy, it was 17 years ago. Yeah, very crazy. I remember that day like it was definitely yesterday. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly. <laughs> How did you, did you find out at school or at home? Yeah, I was at school and the teacher came in the classroom and she's like, oh, the Twin Towers, you know, they're, they're gone. We're like, You're like, the what? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> the who, the what? She's like, what are you talking about? You're like, oh, that's probably nothing. Yeah, and I think we got sent home early or something like that. And then uh, You got sent home early? I think. I don't remember if we did or not. I think we did, too. I feel like we did. And then I didn't really see anything until I got back home and it was on TV. And I was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Oh, man. We watched it in school. Oh, really? Yeah. They turned it on the TV. I remember watching it. I remember sitting in the front row at the, at the, like, the second the left desk near the door mm-hmm. fucking staring up at that TV and it was the craziest thing I've ever fucking seen yeah it like like at that young of an age it it like melts into your head and like and they were playing it all fucking day and they wouldn't turn it off the TV and like, all they were doing was talking about it scaring the shit out of these little kids yeah. and then like after like an hour of it um I, I shit you not you've never heard this story before this guy called my school and called in a bomb threat to the school after like the second tower had already dropped like shit like you knew shit was already going crazy and then he called in a bomb threat then he fucking showed up with the vest on went like fucking this guy like ended up going like mad like was on drugs or something like showed up like because i mean security isn't wasn't Right. The way it is now. Yeah, like fucking recess guards, you know. <laughs> right. He fucking went in yelling that he had a bomb and I think he had like some fake gun or whatever. And I, I remember like I was in the fucking hallways and saw that guy run in like run into the building this way and like we were on this side of the building and we fucking ran for it. I it was like I was in a fucking movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What school was that? Uh the West Havens. Oh, okay. Before I moved my yeah. way over to the Grants. Yeah. As a pre-week school, I was actually the first person, like the first class to go all the way from kindergarten to sixth grade in that school because they just built that school. So I was the first kindergarten class. Yeah. So I was the first class to make it from one to the other. Okay. Because, yeah, Grant, they went to so fourth eight. grade. It was fourth to eighth for Grant. That's whenever you're in middle school. Now mm-hmm. it's, I think, fifth grade. Wet. Yeah, well, they do dress like middle schoolers in fifth grade these days. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't remember that shit when I was my age. Times are different now. It's way different now. Yeah, it's insane. Some of these little kids couldn't grasp that 9-11 day. Yeah. Your dad was flying at that time, right? No, he was home. Um, well, I mean, like, he was a pilot. Right, yeah, yeah. He was working with the airlines, yeah. What was his reaction to it? Well, I mean, what every other adult's action was, like... What the fuck was your mom's reaction like? Or you're not going back out there. <laughs> that, that day was fucking crazy. There was so many, like, yeah. two in the Twin Towers, one in the Pentagon. Yeah. One that just went in the fucking field. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, I don't know what she thought about him going back to work, honestly. I mean, we never really talked about it. I'm sure she probably wasn't ecstatic for him to leave, but... Probably not. You know, at the same time, it's like since that happened, you know, so many different security measures and stuff happened and everything, you know, obviously, TSA. Yeah, it's way different now than it was back then. 
Because back then, dude, the cockpit doors were like, you know, just a fucking regular door like this, even thinner, you know? It was just a tiny little fucking thing that there's no lock on it. You could just open it. And, I mean, there's a lock on it, but... It was for a while a nightmare to go through airports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when, like, my family was going on a lot of Florida vacations or um, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. The security at Mexican airports, is, it's not as, I wouldn't call it lax or anything. It's, they're still pretty secure. It's almost probably even worse than TSA. I'd be so confused if I went to um, Mexico by myself for the first time. I've only been there once and I was a little... Or I guess I was like 18, but I definitely wasn't paying attention to how to do it. Yeah. When you're an 18 year old, you don't think about that shit. But yeah. like, I bet their airports are definitely a little different than ours as far in as the way, way things are. go. Yeah, in a way they are. It's definitely getting from easy. one country to the other. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more intimidating in Mexico. Just yeah, the first couple times going down there, you know, it's a different country, you know, and it's not exactly known for its. Saw some shit when I was in Mexico. So that's kind of one thing you're like, oh shit, you know? They were carrying those big boy guns. Am I gonna get thrown into a Mexican prison because I've got you know a fucking nail clipper in my (laughs) bag? I know. So that's just one of the things you worry about, but it's it's not as bad as people think. Like at least in the airports where I go to, everybody's really nice. Oh man, I forgot about that grand salami. Hmm? Forgot about that grand salami. Oh, yeah. And that Cardinals game that may or may not be in this episode. Right. I'm going to mention it well, anyway because I forgot about it. Well, he won the game for us with that, so. <laughs> yeah. It was flying away just like those planes. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole industry changed like crazy after that. Day. The aviation industry. Well, you obviously don't give a fuck about like. You, you saw, I mean, your dad was a pilot. You saw shit like that happen. Like, you think, you, you, <laughs> you're kind of doesn't give a fuck. You're like, planes fucking crash? Fuck it, I'm still going up in the air. <laughs> yeah. You were like that with motorcycles. You're like, I'm going to crash it, hit a deer. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Well, technically the deer hit me, but yeah. <laughs> the deer hit you? Yeah, it came in like fucking, came out at the side of the bike and rammed it basically, basically and flew me off. But pretty How far do you think you flew? I don't know. Do you remember most of that night? I don't remember. I remember seeing the deer, and then I remember like being on the ground. I don't remember the part of the. Do you remember waking up and be like, "Ow, I'm hurting a little bit"? You know, honestly, because there's so much adrenaline, like I didn't feel it at first. Like, like my collarbone was shattered, obviously. So there's like a bone that was twisted sideways, and it was kind of like poking my skin. So there's like a bump right here. Yeah. I thought it was like dislocated or something. So I'm like trying to push it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> Ouchie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that night and everything, like it didn't really hurt. But when I woke up, oh fuck, man, that hurt so bad. I couldn't lift up my arm. I couldn't. had you gone to the, you'd already gone to the hospital at that point, right? Yeah, I went to the, I was, I went to the ER in Redbud. And it was the middle of the night, so obviously there's nobody there, so they got to me real quick. Yeah, first up. <laughs> yeah, what I remember the most from that was uh, old nurse lady uh, rubbing my skin down with basically sandpaper because of all the road rash. They had to get all like the uh, dirt and shit out of it. So she was just like fucking rubbing my oh. skin, you know, and I'm like, this kind of hurts. <laughs> so they gave me like a painkiller or whatever, but that didn't really help. 
And then uh, I didn't have surgery on it for maybe like another week or so. We went to a couple specialists, and there was one guy that said like, oh, you don't need surgery, it'll fucking heal itself or some stupid shit like that. So we're like, uh, no. <laughs> so that was, that was at Memorial Hospital. And then we went to uh, Wash U, one of the clinics they have down in Chesterfield for like the you know, specialty surgeons for that kind of shit. And the guy was like, well, it was my son, I do surgery, you know. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> and then after the surgery, yeah, because I've got the titanium plate in there now, it, it was so much better, dude. Like, I can do my arm and everything, and it didn't hurt. You think you could be, like, from the movie Rook of the Year, just fucking fastballs no, now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still, like, kind of tender up there, and I can't lay on my left side very long until, like, it'll start to hurt. So I can't really lay on my left side very long at all. Fuck. kind of sucks. But, yeah. Sounds worse than 9 11. I don't like it when people like touch it and stuff. It just fucking freaks me out. You want to be a poke? I fucking hate it. Because <laughs> it's weird. It's like a weird feeling. I don't know. Is it, you don't really have feeling in that spot, but. No, like, whenever, like. You can I, feel it, but you can't. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I kind of get you, it. I'm sure you had the same thing with your knee. Like, cause yeah. like, they cut all the nerves and everything right there. You know, Fuck like, yeah, it feels so strange. So it's like fuzzy, you know, you get that fuzzy, like, uh, numb feeling, you know last for a very long I still have it right now like technically like just like doing that like I can barely I can feel it but you know it's like it's a weird feeling. yeah I get it I, I hate it man and with my screw stick sticking out of my leg like oh my god I fucking need to get that done so bad well now you got <laughs> Dude, like when p- things stab into it, like that nerve just goes fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, I would definitely. It's sticking out, and then you can poke the screw. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't enjoy when people touch it either. <laughs> I remember speaking of 9 11 again. When I was home my parents were playing it on their big screen just kept watching the news over and over again and like that fucking like that like messes with the kid's head like when you're watching that all day and then a guy walked in with a fucking yeah. what you thought gun and drugged up out of his fucking ass like had to be like meth or something yeah and had a fake bomb strapped to his chest mm-hmm. what I remember the most was the channel my parents were watching was ESPN <laughs> they were playing it on ESPN. So like, they were playing it on ESPN? Yeah, dude, every channel was playing it, obviously. You know, it was kind of a big deal. So yeah, ESPN was playing it. I was like, what the fuck? This is sports. Dude, have you heard the Howard Stern um, episode where he... It's the... He, he does usually like four hour long episodes on his Sirius XM or whatever. Uh-huh. And... He was doing it live, and it's a live episode of 9-11 happening as he's, as he's recording, like, all of his reactions mm-hmm. of, like, thinking at first, like, oh, it was a complete accident to, like, holy shit, it fucking happened again, and, like, yeah. then, like, so the, like we're at war kind of thing, like, yeah. and then the buildings are fucking falling, they're watching that happening, like, yeah. it's all the reactions to all of this, like, first time, like, real reactions of seeing this, like, wow. they're recording the episode as, like, it's on the TV in the background of everyone. Yeah. That's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Shit in your pants. That'd be crazy. I mean, like, I'm wondering when the next 9-11 is gonna happen. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> but you never know, man, in this day and age, especially now, it's like, you're kind of waiting for it these days. Yeah, like, I know. Wondering what. Because back then, like, nobody fucking thought that like, shit like that would happen to that extreme, I should say. 
Because there was an attack on the uh, World Trade Center when Clinton was president. They had that bombing. The bomb, off. right. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, to that <laughs> caliber, you know, that's like fucking Pearl Harbor times 50. It's like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> you don't really expect that shit to happen. Nowadays, you're just fucking waiting for it. They're like, oh, North Korea, we're pissing them off. They're going to fucking nuke us. You know, and Russia, China, it's like, who's going to be first, you know? <laughs> right, fuck that shit. It's probably going to be some small country like fucking Bangladesh or something that's going to attack us. We're going to not see that coming. Some random ass country. Fuck yeah. That, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Violent world. It's gonna be like, yeah, we kinda told you so. Yeah. It's all that kind of. Yeah, it's just waiting for the inevitable. <laughs> it's kinda like all the fucking sh- shootings these days, like, kinda grown into it. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't used to that shit as a kid. No. I mean, they had, you know, the. Uh... Could you imagine high school nowadays? Could you imagine going to East nowadays? For four straight years, with all this always on the TV, what high school would have been like there now? Yeah. It would be different. My brother works in a high school, and shit. I always wonder if that's going to happen to him. He's like a coach or something, right? Yeah, for a few different sports. He's done, like, every sport. He's done, like, golf, football, basketball. Pretty sure baseball, or that, or softball. He's a teacher too. Mm-hmm. The guy I work with, his girlfriend works at Tokyo High School, and that got shot up. Yeah. <laughs> there, like, there was a shooting there like last week. I'm sure it's kind of the norm there now. I don't really even hear about it on the news. It's just like she gets made bank. She gets paid bank for working there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you definitely get fucking hazard pay. No way. Yeah, it's it's a weird world we live in now. Mm-hmm. It's way different than what we were used to in like the high school or even a little bit after high school days. Yeah. You think about this shit when we were going to Casino Queen on my 21st birthday when it was <laughs> snowing like crazy. Yeah. Good time. Although we did get stopped at a few sketchy stop stoplights wondering, this could be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the area. <laughs> I thought one time I was getting pulled up, pulled over there and I was like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like shit in my pants, but it ended up not being for me. Yeah. It was a close one. Yeah, but fuck it. Seventeen years ago. I think we should brighten the nine eleven days with some trivia. That we already played. We recorded in reverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In opposite. Right. <laughs> so we we know at least the question, not the outcome yet. Yeah. But Scott keeps asking for 
the question or for the questions, and I, I guess he didn't receive them, so I gotta make sure he receives them. Oh yeah. So he can record an ending to that. So enjoy the trivia game. Took the loss at the tiebreaker, tiebreaker, to make it one nothing, Scott. God damn it, you! All you <laughs> had to do was say, "Fuck you, remember the question anymore?" <laughs> the tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, oh the Super Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said 170. No, I said 100. Just 100. <laughs> <laughs> you said a lot of them. Yeah. All right. So, I've got a few more questions this time for you. Okay. Some are easier, some may be harder. You may punch me in the face, these are way fucking harder. <laughs> or they may be way easier, we'll find out. Question one. In the game of pool, what is the standard color for the one ball? The one ball. Cannot say one way or another. Hmm. He's thinking hard. He's thinking deep. He's going to his last time he played pool. Yeah. <laughs> what was that color? Fucking numbers. <laughs> <laughs> ah shit! <laughs> you pay attention um, at all. Yellow for the one ball. Question two. So everybody's obsessed with this Fortnite game now, right? They just want to play their Fortnite, which is pretty awesome on that projector screen. I've only played it once. I played it a few times. (laughs) I was confused as fuck. Yeah. I was like, what do I do? I died within five minutes, and I was like, this is stupid. I bet you would like it because of all the random building shit. Like, once you get badass at it, like, I bet it'd be cool. But the question is, a fortnight is a unit of time equal to how many days? This is obviously not talking about the game. Two weeks, right? 14 days? Your answer is 14 days? Yeah. All right. Going with 14 days. Question three. Which book holds the record of being the most stolen book from public libraries? There's a record for this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the most stolen book from libraries. From public libraries. Most stolen book. Let me say dictionary or Bible? Which one you go? Bible. Doing Bible. 
doing Bibles for the stolen books from public libraries. Next question. In the classic board game Monopoly, how many does it cost to buy a railroad? <laughs> or, yeah, how much does it cost to buy a railroad? I don't know, $200? Okay. Do only $200? I don't even remember the last time I played Monopoly. <laughs> $200, your final answer? Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. What is the only mammal that can truly fly? The only mammal that can fly. Let me think a mammal on this one. I think I'm just a. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> Is that human with airplanes? <laughs> yeah. Is that your answer? <laughs> I'm just going to say that because fuck it. Alright, we're going with humans. (laughs) The Punisher is a fictional character appearing in comic books published by which company? It's Marvel, isn't it? Is that your final answer? Three countries share a border with North Korea. South Korea. China. to respond and then we'll have an answer of who won. (laughs) 
All right, it is time to see if Scott gets a bigger lead or if Chris has tied it up. All right. So, question one. In the game of pool, what is the standard color for the one ball? And you said... Yellow. And Scott said... Yellow. We are tied. One, one. All right. Question two. A fortnight is a unity of time equal to how many days? Chris, you said? Fourteen. And Scott has entered in at 40 days. You take the lead. All right. All right, question three. <laughs> the Punisher is a fictional character in pe- appearing in comic books published by which company? I finally chose Marvel. You finally chose Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yes, you did teeter, teeter-totter back and yeah. forth between Marvel and DC. Almost went DC, but something in your head <laughs> yeah. told you to go Marvel. I know, because I was going to my head, like, I'm thinking of, like, titles, like, DC's Punisher. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Then I was like, <laughs> Marvel's Punisher. I'm like, okay, that sounds Yeah, better. <laughs> that's better. So you said Punisher. Scott said Punisher. You both are correct. The next question. So what, what does that make it? Tied 1-1? One, one, oh, I'm ahead 1. You're ahead 1? Yeah. Let's see, yeah, because... He got the Fortnite wrong. Yeah, he got Fortnite wrong. You both got Punisher right. You're ahead by one. What is the only mammal that can truly fly? You said... (laughs) I said humans. You said humans. (laughs) And Scott said bats. Oh, fuck. (laughs) The answer is bats. (laughs) I knew I was going to be wrong because I'm sure you meant something that could physically fly without using of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, fucking bad. God damn it. Who decided they're mammals? I don't know. Who decides <laughs> these things? I don't know. What qualifies you to be a mammal? Some, and some of it doesn't make sense, like... I don't have any examples, yeah. but just now. <laughs> Alright, next question. So wait. Um, so we're tied. You're tied? Yeah. Because... He just got it right, you got it wrong, we're tied. Next question. In the classic board game Monopoly, how much does it cost to buy a railroad? I believe I said $200. You did say $200. And Scott said... $500. The answer is... $200. Is it? It is. All right. Chris is ahead by one. (laughs) Next question here. He's giving me the answers as I'm reading this right now. <laughs> All right, so you're ahead by one. Next question. We've already done that. We've done that one. What three countries share a border with North Korea? You said China, South Korea, and Thailand. China, South Korea, and Thailand. He said South Korea. Uh, China and Mongolia? Mongolia? I forgot to look up the answer. Will you please look that up? Answer that real quick, please. <laughs> find those right. You're up by one, right? Yeah. And you said what? China, South Korea, and Thailand. China, South Korea, and Thailand. 
actually Say what three countries share a border with North Korea? It's gotta be Russia. Yeah, it looks like Russia. Are you looking? There's China right here. Hold on. <laughs> My God. Fucking, I have it in my phone. You're up by one, right? Yeah. But he definitely got that wrong. So I know that for sure. So you're still up by one. We come down to the final one. Which book holds the most record of being the most stolen book from public libraries? I said and you the said Bible. the Bible. And Scott said the dictionary. That was the other one I was thinking. Is the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, really? So you are correct. Or you you win the... Well, I win, but... Yes. <laughs> but I was wrong. You, you were wrong, but you also win. <laughs> so now that means you are tied 1-1. One, one. Right. I'm not going to tell Scott right now live while we're doing this one. This one's a couple... It's a week or two in advance now. Correct. So uh, he's going to have to listen to this to find out if he won. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, by then, he'll probably have an answer of if we're going to have some type of punishment. Yeah. We'll all talk it out and see what the fuck kind of punishment we'll come up with. <laughs> what could it be? What could we do? Nothing that would get me fired. <laughs> or divorced. Or divorced, yeah. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the losers of the Riz thing had to play the saxophone for an hour outside of a Cardinals game before a Cardinals game. Oh, really? And, like, none of them had played a saxophone before, <laughs> so he, the loser just fucked it up completely. I used to play sax in grade school for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, so I could do that question. It'd just be weird. <laughs> it's been... What was it? How old was I? 13. 13, so, yeah. I don't remember you playing the saxophone. I stopped in 8th grade because I felt like a nerd. It feels like kept, an interesting... I kept missing recess, you know, to do fucking band practice, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna go play recess. I'm gonna go play my recess. I'm gonna go play my baseballs and my soccers. Trying to think of the other punishments they've done on that show. They've done some pretty wild ones. Um, one was a guy for a whole week had to wear... The winner's face. They were, they would do um, seven days of seven different shirts. So you'd have to wear a different one each day. Oh. You'd have to wear the uh, winner's face um, and the shirts they made for seven days straight, and you couldn't go anywhere without it. 
<laughs> Even if, like, you had to go to a funeral, it had to be fucking on. It could be underneath, because, like, for a situation like that, but it still yeah, had to be on. Yeah, you don't want to be that big of a dick. <laughs> so if someone asked, like, so, like, if someone tried to call you out and see if it's at least on your undershirt and it wasn't there, your week started over. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I have to wear a uniform for work and everything, so... <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with some type of funny punishment. Yeah. Hopefully we'll reveal it by the next episode. Because we are tied 1-1 one, one, and we'll see how far Scott wants to take this before punishment is made. <laughs> because it's happening! We're doing a punishment! <laughs> I've made the decision.